0: And welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History, where we are covering everything that either started or ended on Nickelodeon and their various other channels from July 11th to July 17th. And boy, do we have a mouthful today. We have a lot to get through because for some reason, last week, I oversaw a bunch of really big Nickelodeon movies. So, um, I am going to slam through these as much as possible. Um, if I have anything, you know, positive to say about the show, um, I'm gonna say it. Uh, if I just kind of breeze along, uh, it just must have been something that I didn't see or never came across or don't, you know know or have anything to say about. So uh, we're gonna slam through these as quick as possible. Um, a year ago, on July 17th, 2020 uh, Nickelodeon and Rachel Ray put together a a show, some celebration called Cake My Day uh, aired a year ago on Nickelodeon also one year ago on July 11th, 2020 Nickelodeon's Unfiltered premiered on Nickelodeon, the show has been presented by Jay Farrow and is an American game show that uh, uh, has a panelist Darcy Lynn Gabrielle Navia Green and Lex Lumpkin Uh, Celebrities hide their true identities behind an animated filter and voice changer in the game show While panelists are given clues and compete to identify the mystery guest It is still running today Uh, It is in two seasons and has 31 episodes thus far Four years ago on July 16th, 2017 The Dude Perfect Show premiered on Nickelodeon The show originally started out on CMT on April 14th, 2016, it ran for one 13-episode season before moving over to Nickelodeon for a 20-episode second season and rounding out a 15-episode third season. Uh, for those that don't know, Dude Perfect, we've mentioned them here before, or at least during these uh, segments on the Squarecast. Uh, the the group is made up of Kobe Cotton, Corey Cotton, Garrett Hilbert, Cody Jones, and Tyler Tony. Uh, they're a group of uh, fantastic, athletic individuals. Whose trick shot videos on YouTube have garnered hundreds of millions of views? They are uh, worldwide known. They have partnered up with with such popular brands like Nerf to create a whole line of products for themselves. They're incredibly successful, and I gotta say, their content is constantly entertaining. They're a fun group to watch. So, um, just add them to the list of the of the YouTubers who started out on YouTube and then eventually made over to television because that. Usually works. Uh, I didn't ever watch the show. I've seen enough of their YouTube content. Um, but uh, if if it's anything like what they're putting out on YouTube, then I'm sure it's worth a watch for you. Six years ago, on July 16th, 2015, the Nicktoon Pig Goat Banana Cricket premiered on Nickelodeon. The show was created by Dave Cooper and Johnny Ryan. And if the title of the show uh doesn't give away just how weird and surreal the show is. Uh just go look at any of the stills of animation. Um it is beautifully weird. It is something that if you are into um just those weird adult swim shows that just the way the animation just it's so unnatural, but it's just draws you in. I get that feeling when I look at this. Um I have not seen a full episode of this show, but it's It's something I'm going to eventually get to. So um, let me know if if there is something for Pig, Goat, Banana Cricket for me to find there. Seven years ago on July 17th, 2014, the show Salmon Cat finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Dan Schneider, Sammy Cat is a uh, both a sequel to the shows iCarly and Victorious, following uh, Sam Puckett from iCarly and Cat Valentine from Victorious becoming roommates and starting a babysitting business. Um, the Schneiderverse just continues to grow, and this was just another attempt when both shows kind of came to their ends. Um, but... Man, did this come and go with with a gust of wind and controversy and uh, just one of the the hottest flames of a show that Nickelodeon has had in a long time in terms of just how much attention it got, both positive and on the, you know, on the rumor on the rumor front. But then the fact that it ended, it was a popular show for all intent and purposes. Um, but unfortunately, there were issues between Jeanette McCurdy. There were and issues uh, with Ariana Grande, both between each other, and I think both the network. I think both women were were wanting to move on from Nickelodeon, and Ariana at the time was becoming a massive music star. Um, she was definitely looking to leave sitcom television behind, and rightfully so. And Jeanette wanted to do bigger and better things beyond Nickelodeon. Um. I, I don't know if the girls at the time when they were girls were pressured to kind of sign on to continue with their characters. I, you know, I don't know if just a lot of money was thrown at them, but I imagine a lot of money was thrown at them because both I Carly and Victorious were massive hits for Nickelodeon. I have only seen a handful of Sam and Cat episodes. Um, I, I just, I don't have an injury. I love the characters. I love the shows they come from. I just don't have an interest in the show. And I've seen basically any episode that includes a cameo from another character in the universe, a Gibby, uh, a Freddy, things like that. I watch those episodes, but um, yeah, it, it ran for one season of 35 episodes. Seven years ago, on July 17th, 2014, Nickelodeon hosted its very first Kids' Choice Sports That's it. It's not awards. It should be Kids' Choice Sports Awards, but it's Kids' Choice Sports. Uh, It's an awards show simply around sports. Uh, It's it's an excuse for Nickelodeon to double down on the Kids' Choice Awards. I'm I'm sure for years they sat around and said, is there any kind of other... uh, You know, we cover movies, music, television, sports, celebrity, everything, and then Choice Awards, but what else can we do? Can we do another live show? And somebody just said, yeah, let's dive further into sports and get specific with it. Um, You know, more athlete categories and and mascot categories and whatnot. Um, It it runs to this day. At least I think so. Uh, The last show they had was in 2019. And, of course, with what was going on last year, they didn't uh, host one of these shows. They ended up doing the Kids' Choice Awards anyway. They found a way to, to do it. But... Um, not the sports ward. So I don't know if they're just completely done with the idea. Um, the first host ever was Michael Strahan. Uh, Russell Wilson took up hosting duties the next three years, followed by Chris Ball for one year. And then Michael Strahan coming back to host another year. Uh, I, I think it's a neat idea. I, I like that they gave the spotlight specifically to something, um, it, even that it's even though it's sports, like if they have done movies or television or whatnot, I like that it's just a specific show. Therefore, you can showcase more than just one person. Like, favorite athlete at the Kids' Choice Awards, you get one person up there and that's it instead of just letting people pick, you know, other people they like. Eight years ago, on July 13th, 2013... The Haunted Hathaways premiered on Nickelodeon created by Robert Peacock it starred a uh, family of ghosts <laughs> kind of kind of like Casper in a way where uh, a, a single parent and their child children move into a building inhabited by ghosts but instead of their being cartoonish ghosts. It's actually three ghosts: a single father and his two sons. Uh, so a single mother and her two daughters move into a home occupied by a single father ghost and his two son ghosts. Uh, it's, a, it's like somebody watched Ghostbusters right after the Brady Bungeon came up with an idea. Uh, and I think it's a cool idea. Like who's tried this before? It's a it's a pretty neat idea. I've never seen an episode of it. I've seen clips and uh, it ran for two seasons of 47 episodes. It ran for a while in Nickelodeon. So uh, I do know that Lil' Peanut, Benjamin Lil' Peanut Flores Jr. ended up doing the voice of Gerald in Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. So there's some little extra trivia for you there. Uh, a little salt on this pile we are going through. And we are continuing forward. Eight years ago on July 16th, 2013, the revival of Figure It Out, finished its run on Nickelodeon, created by Kevin K. and Magna Lyolis. I think I said that right. Uh, the revival series was presented by Jeff Supton, who uh, you also may know as Boy. Uh The show takes, and we've talked about this I think a couple times now, but for those of you listening for the first time and have never even heard of what Figure It Out is, the idea of Figure It Out is that you have a child come on, who has a talent or a collection or a hidden idea or whatnot, that a panelist of Nickelodeon who's who have to guess as to what it is by saying words. And as long as they say the word at any point, it gets activated on a board. And once they get all the words, then the panelists win. Um, For every round that the kid stumps them, they get a prize. Uh, And on top of all of this madness... Um, Which, while this is going on, though, they're allowed to ask yes or no questions to the kid to kind of get as much information as they can about um, what it is they do or what they have or what their skill is. Um, Then they'll have different um, objects, you know, come out on little trolleys or people come out and and do charades to get them to say certain words. Uh, At the same time, they have something called the secret slime action that would be told to the audience. Uh, but not the panelists Who would not be able to know what the action is It could be something as simple as scratching your ear If one of the panelists do that at any point They'll get slimed uh, You know, And they have no idea at any point What they could say or do That would cause them to be slimed So you get a lot of fun And sometimes if they get a special guest on They'll make a secret slime action That is so specific to that guest That it's guaranteed to happen And always a fun time It's a fun game show uh, The revival lasted one season From June 11th, 2000. 2012 ...to July 16th, 2013. Eight years ago, on July 12th, 2013... ...the Backyardigans finished its run on Nick Jr. Created by Janice Burgess... ...the show is a massive success for Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. ...when it premiered. Uh, it ran for four seasons... 80 episodes, and to this day, if you're a TikTok user, you have probably heard all of the the different backyardigans jingles that have popped up and cropped up in our current social media. Um, the the show. The way I could describe it is is kind of like Muppet Babies. Um, It was a Muppet Babies for a new generation, uh, five characters who would get together and go on adventures in their backyard. Um, They would just use their imaginations, and there would be a lot of music and, and really good music for children's television no offense i sesame street has some incredibly amazing tunes for children's television as well you would not expect i don't know some people out there probably wouldn't expect this kind of effort to go in to a children's show but there's a lot of great songs there and as you can see they still connect to this day so they've had a lasting impact uh, all these years later I I would be shocked if Nickelodeon doesn't capitalize on this popularity to bring back the show in some way, shape, or form. Um, The the two songs, Castaways and Into the Thick of It, went viral and appeared in more than 745,000 videos as of June of 2021. Um, It it just absolutely, uh, the former, the Castaways, the Castaways into the Thick of It has appeared in 46,000 videos as of June. Um the both of those songs reached number 5 and 13 on the Spotify Viral 50 charts uh starting on June 10th, 2021. That is incredible. So I look, there's there's still a fan base for this music and I'm sure there's still a fan base for the Backyardigans even if, you know, older people are watching it for the songs. I like why not Just capitalize on that. 10 years ago on July 9th, this is what I missed from last week, but 10 years ago on July 9th, 2011, the movie, a fairly odd movie, Grow Up Timmy Turner premiered on Nickelodeon. Uh this this is a shocking movie. I watched this live. I remember when it was first announced that they were making a live action, fairly odd parents movie. And one of the first pieces of information I remember hearing was that Jason Alexander and Cheryl Hines would be playing Cosmo and Wanda, respectively. And for months, months, I'm telling you, all I could picture in my head, because there were pictures of them in makeup with their hair done as Cosmo and Wanda, and it was just their heads. So for months, I thought that they would superimpose the heads of Jason Alexander and Cheryl Hines on tiny bodies, and the thought was so haunting to me. I I could not begin, until the information came out, like, super close to the movie release that uh, it was, you know, before there was even a trailer that, in fact, they were going to have the original voice actors playing Cosmo and Wanda, and that... Jason and Cheryl would be playing the characters in a live action scene. That's when all the fears quelled, but still, a live action fairly odd parents movie. What is going on here? The show stars Drake Bell as a older Timmy Turner, 23 years old, and still going to elementary school. He found the key to keeping Cosmo and Wanda beyond teenage years, which was basically to never grow up still goes to elementary school, he is still in Mr. Crocker's classroom, he still lives with his parents. By the way, Darren Norris, who voices uh, uh, Mr. Turner, who happens to also look like Mr. Turner, got to play Mr. Turner in this movie, and is is the most pitch-perfect casting I think you could have. Uh, there, there's a lot of great choices here. Some of the characters you know they're a little off but the actors are putting in a great deal of effort to bring them to life in a way that fits in a real setting uh I, it's a it's a fever dream of a movie i i can't really explain it beyond that um it's not bad it, like if this was it if this was the swan song of the fairly odd parents and we never saw anything new from them again i would feel better about this than i did the few, the later seasons of The Fairly Parents, especially the final one, um, I, I hope that the new show coming out that is officially starting production, uh, kind of wipes that away, even if it's not good itself, at least if it kind of climbs up a little bit, I'll take it, uh, but this movie is worth a watch, if you haven't seen it, it definitely, I would not, I would not be afraid, a lot of the humor is still there, the writing is spot on, it, it feels like, a Fairly Odd Parents world. And like I said, it's, it is it is kind of fun to see some of these characters in live action. It does work to a certain degree. Um, go in with low expectations and I think you'll find a lot of positives. I, I don't even think it's bad. I'm saying you could have high expectations. I think they can still be met. Uh, as far as the future movies go, that's a different story. We'll get to those at a later date. Um, but for now, we are going to move on because... <laughs> 13 years ago, on July 13th, 2008, Roxy Hunter and the Myth of the Mermaid premiered on Nickelodeon. Uh, It was a Nickelodeon original movie and also apparently the third movie in the line of Roxy Hunter uh, television films for Nickelodeon. Didn't know they had a series until right now, so they must have been successful for them to keep cranking them out like that. Uh, Also 13 years ago, on July 11th, 2008, The End's Student Body premiered On the end, Uh, once again, for those that don't know what the N is, Nickelodeon had a all preschool children's network called Noggin. But of course, it couldn't just be 24 hours of Noggin content. No, no, they had to have some content for the older crowd. When when the kids went to bed, you could keep the channel running and show some good content. It was kind of a smart strategy, if you think about it. Uh, Why, you know, of course, there might still be a need to play Blue's Clues at 9 p.m., but you know, put some other content in there. Uh, the End Student Body is an eight-episode reality television series that was presented by Leali Ali and took uh, 12 students from high schools, 12 out-of-shape and overweight students from rival high schools to change their bodies, nutrition, and attitudes. The winning school takes home $25,000. Whoever loses the most weight wins twenty five thousand dollars for themselves um i guess the rules changed at the end of the competition as the grand prize was awarded for biggest overall transformation the solo win went to mike walker for his overall change in attitude and self-esteem the team win was MacArthur high school uh that was it one season eight episodes um didn't didn't return for a second season I like that idea. Um, look, I'm trying to lose weight myself. Uh, I, I, We should all love all kinds of bodies that are out there. We should respect all kinds of bodies. If someone is positive about their body, we should respect that. Um, but for each other and for yourself, we should always try to achieve the healthiest version of ourselves to make sure that we can last as long as we can on this planet. Um, and, and you just do whatever you have to do for your body. Um, and for some people, like for some of these kids, could have been just the kick in the pants to try to lose weight. You have that money dangling for your school, and then there's also that extra money dangling for you to lose the most weight. Uh, hey, look, if I was even in a slight opportunity to win $25,000, I, I would lose the most weight. I'm sure anybody in that situation would try their best and not just to win the money, but to to make an overall change. Because once you get on that path, it's easy to stay on it. I as far as I have found um, now that I'm on this path, I, I'm like shunned away from sugar at all costs. I don't want to have a candy bar anymore. It's just not there's not a point to it. Um, I, it's So, yeah, I, I there's room for this kind of content, but apparently not on the end. But on the same day. The same day, July 11th, 2008, uh, the reality show Queen Bees also premiered on the N, another show that ran for one season and eight episodes. The show was hosted by Americans Next Top Model winner, Joanna House, and brought together a group of teen Queen Bees together to live under one roof. You may think from that it doesn't sound like a, uh, a competition at all, but in fact, it is. It brings... The concept of the show features... I'm reading this from Wikipedia. I've never seen the show before, so bear with me. The concept of the show features seven young women, 18 to 20, who are generally mean and rude to everyone around them. The girls spend time away from their social groups, friends, and family in a shabby house in order to make a lifetime change that includes the girls changing the ways they treat others. The contestants compete in different challenges, all with the intent of a... of the girls learning a lesson about the way they treat people in their lives. The competition revolved around the progress report where the girls are evaluated on their progress by receiving stars. The winner of the competition is decided by the girl with the most stars at the end of the competition. I, why were they not good noodle stars? Could they not have made a SpongeBob twist to this at all? It's Nickelodeon. I, I, the second I started reading it, and the, oh, it's the only reason I got this far into ex- explanation, was that the whole point is to earn good noodle stars and the girl with the most good noodle stars wins the entire competition the winner and i apologize i i have stared at at this uh woman's name for a little bit now uh g-i-s-b-e-l-l-e i'm sorry i've never i i was thinking giselle at first and then i was like no there's a b there and i don't know Gisbel, castillo was the winner and donated her winning money to the charity that they visited uh, at some point during production of Queen Bee's. Uh, So that finished its run there. Let's move on now to 17 years ago on July 9th, 2004, the Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius TV movie Win, Lose, and Kaboom premiered on Nickelodeon. The show is about... Uh, the movie is about a uh, space rock coming down to a retroville that includes a, a bit of a code on it. Jimmy is determined to decipher the code and once he completes it finds out that it is actually a invitation to an intergalactic competition in which different races have to compete to make sure that their planet doesn't get blown up. Uh, Apparently, if you lose this competition, your planet explodes. There can only be one winning faction. And the team of Jimmy, Carl, Sheen, Cindy, Libby, Goddard, and Bulby compete together uh, against other races in a game show hosted by Meldar Prime, voiced by Tim Allen. It is a pretty fun TV movie. Um, it, we're kind of nearing the last corner to Jimmy Neutron's run on Nickelodeon, and it's just a another home run, I think, in their run on that show. I enjoy Win, Lose, and Kaboom a lot. It, it's one of my favorite Jimmy Neutron TV movies, if not my absolute favorite out of all of them. I don't know. I have to watch Jet Fusion was up there and the Twonkie's that is a tough it's a tough question. I'm going to get back to that. <laughs> uh 18 years ago on July 19th, 2003, the Rocket Power TV movie Reggie's Big Beach Break premiered on Nickelodeon, uh the special taking place during a uh, a spring break like Big Bash going on in ocean shores. Otto is unfortunately uh, grounded at stuck at home while Reggie gets to enjoy the spotlight as a big presenter during this like MTV, like t- you know, TV specials going on. Uh, it's a fun little special rocket power was able to crank out a lot of fun specials during their time on Nickelodeon. This one is, there's not many at, there's not much at stake. It, it is like, it feels like an extra long episode more than a big movie but they they've knocked it out of the park with a few of their other movies so th- this could be this could be on lower on the scale it's fine you know it, it's a fun spring break special I think it, it totally lets children see what spring break is about without having them switch over to MTV during one of their like live spring break specials uh, you know it's a it's a fun little fun little special check it out sometime Eighteen years ago, on july twelfth, two thousand three, the Fairly Odd Parents TV movie, Abra Catastrophe premiered on Nickelodeon. This is their very first television movie, and honestly, my favorite. It's the one that feels the most cinematic. Um everybody goes over after Channel Chasers, and Channel Chasers is an absolutely wonderful television film. And if I'm being honest, it's my second favorite, but there was something grand about Abercatastrophe. It's it to me it's the earliest TV movie that Nickelodeon had that really felt like a big deal. It felt like a an actual movie. Like that you could have taken this and aired this in theaters and that you could have sat that sat there in the seats and realized, "Wow, this is the biggest stakes you could have with fairly odd parents." Um granted, some will say that Vicky's stakes in Channel Chasers are of a bigger threat. Um, but, I mean, come on. The end of this movie with the fight with Crocker, this is this is fantastic. Um, this sits up there for me as one of the best Nickelodeon TV movies they've ever had um, and, and has stood the test of time. I've watched it recently, and it's just still as fun watching it now as the first time I, I watched it. Uh, so give it a watch if you have Paramount Plus or if you have another way you can watch The Fairly Odd Parents check out Abracatastrophe. It is well worth your attention. 20 years ago, on July 7th, 2001, the As Told by Ginger uh, TV special, TV movie, Summer at Camp Caprice premiered on Nickelodeon. This, I'll be honest with you, um, for my age, and I just didn't get into As Told by Ginger um, as much as I should have. I, enjoyed watching it I didn't like actively turn the channel when it was on but there were some episodes during its run that caught me and there were other episodes that were just just didn't catch me there just wasn't a good storyline or maybe the characters involved I just maybe didn't get into in the moment in time I will tell you that this special is is a good one it's one I actually really liked. Um, because, it, I don't know, it, it gave the girls a different place to be, and um, it, it was all about being different. It felt different, and it, it felt like it got to escape its its normal surroundings and get to kind of spread its wings a little bit in character development. Um, it, You know, Ginger meets a boy named Sasha, who later on appears in the show in future episodes, and that kind of drama, like, I got into that levelly with as told by Ginger. So, I may have not been a big fan of the show as a whole, but in those moments when those things would happen and I would see them on how how really direct the drama would get, I I could I could dig that. I could really dig that. Twenty eight years ago, on July eleventh, nineteen ninety three, Wienerville premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Mark Wiener, who also hosts the show and lives in the town after his name. Um, The show has a lot of puppets that Mark Wiener himself puts his face like through a hole in the wall that has a wig and a tiny body and he controls their hands and um, he has a incredible length of different characters and voices he uses. He has a lot of fun here. It's, It's about Mark Wiener just playing himself and being himself and having fun. Uh, Wienerville ran for two seasons 68 episodes and uh, one of its broadcasts a new episode was actually Nickelodeon's 1000th broadcast so there's a little interesting uh, tidbit for you 30 years ago on July 19th 1991 the Nick at Night show hi honey I'm home premiered on ABC that's right everybody a Nickelodeon show taped before a live studio audience in Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios Florida, actually premiered on ABC. The show would actually premiere on ABC on a Friday night, a part of their TGIF lineup, and the same episode would then re-air Sunday night on Nickelodeon, Nick at Night. Um, This just was a thing they did that was just b- between the two shows um now this whole ordeal only happened for one season by the second season of the show it pretty much just stayed on Nick at night uh the show was created by Rick mitz penny stallings and Barry Secunda and was a sitcom uh, about a family uh I've never seen it never uh i it just never aired on on Nick at night that I remember as a kid seeing uh but it ran for two seasons and 14 episodes and finally today we have made it to the end 32 years ago on July 14th 1989 the Nickelodeon show Hey Dude premiered on Nickelodeon. Hey Dude. The series is set on the fictional bar Nun dude ranch near the city of Tucson Arizona and betrays the various lives of the people who live on the ranch. Uh, it was a comedy aimed towards a teenage audience, and, and as a young child, as this was rerunning on Nickelodeon, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I'll tell you, that theme song is one of the best in Nickelodeon history. I'll stand by that, bar none. Um, I absolutely love this show. Going back to it and re-watching it, I, I, when they re-released it on DVD, I got to re-watch it again in full. Um, But now that it's all on Paramount Plus, I might just get to do it all over again. It ran for five seasons of 65 episodes and was created by D. Leduc. Best thing about this, because this actually, you know, you can actually do something with this information. This is vital information for your everyday life. Hey Dude was videotaped on location at the Tanka Verde Guest Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. A real ranch you can actually visit to this day. Um, while most of the show is technically shot on the property of the Tanka Verde Guest Ranch, the familiar ranch that was known to the television viewers was actually built from scratch roughly a mile away from the main public areas. This was done so ranch guests would not be bothered by the production and to create buildings with a more western look which was not offered by the relatively modern and luxurious Tanca Verde. The main lodge, boys' girls' bunks, guest lodge, which doubled as cast dressing rooms, and the stable were all built specifically for the production. And to this day, even though the buildings were abandoned, several are still standing even though they're in various amounts of disrepair. Uh, The swimming pool that was frequently used on the show is the actual main pool for the Tanca Verde Guest Ranch and is still used by guests. So if you visit the Guest Ranch and go swimming in that pool, that is the same pool from Hey Dude. Um, so take that information with you as you please. I looked it up. The actual branch that you can visit to this day is absolutely gorgeous. Um, if you're someone who can handle that dry heat of Arizona, that seems like a place to visit. And with that, my friends, we are ending today's show. Thank you for being on this ride with me. Thank you for being a part of of this journey with me, I appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please comment, like, subscribe, ring the bell, do whatever you feel you can do to be a part of this. Um, If you would like to let other Nickelodeon fans know of the content that is here uh, through audio and video, please, by all means, share this around to other friends and groups. Uh, The more I can grow here, the, the more I can do. So if you like what I do, Every little bit helps. So that is this week in Nickelodeon history. We'll see you next week.